Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, welcome to a very special episode of this podcast. Today I am going to be interviewing one of the tenured seekers inside of the Seekers Method. You are going to find this episode to be especially valuable for you if you're somebody who is trying to do the Seekers Method and you keep struggling or you're somebody who, you know, maybe you're thinking about joining the Seekers Method, but you're not really sure, you know, what you learn. This is going to be an amazing opportunity for you to get a glimpse on what it's like to be a seeker and how to actually take the tools that are taught inside of the Seekers Method and apply them to your life. So I don't want to get too chatty because I'm already way too chatty inside of this interview. I hope this interview with Liz Williams today inspires you as much as it inspired me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So I'm super excited to share with you today how I have a special guest on the on the podcast with me. Her name is Elizabeth Williams, and she has been in the Seekers Method with me since the very beginning. I'm so thankful for her. In a few minutes, I'm going to ask her to introduce herself to us, but I want to talk a little bit about um, what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about overcoming difficulties on our weight loss journey, because we know God's word assures us that we're going to have difficulties on this weight loss journey. And like we learn in the Bible from Joseph's story in Genesis, that what truly matters when we go through these difficult moments in life, even in our weight loss journey, what truly matters isn't so much the circumstances of our life and the trials that we're going through, but our responses to them. You'll, you notice when you're, when you're studying God's word, you see that as a reoccurring theme. So even this applies to us even in weight loss. And so when you hit a snag on your weight loss journey, and this is really going to be for you if you are newer in the seekers method and you're trying to do all the things and you're stumbling, if you have a setback, I want to encourage you. And even my special guest today, Liz, is going to help you to be encouraged. But I want to encourage you not to just sit in that discouragement or in that setback and focus on what you did wrong and not to just collect evidence to substantiate all of your failures, but rather to ask yourself, what should I do now? And so why I've invited Liz onto this call is because I have personally witnessed her doing so many wonderful things and really asking herself, what should I do now when she's encountered a setback? And she's she has truthfully, realistically experienced setbacks. Even as a seeker, she and I are on this journey together. I've experienced them. She's experienced them. But what she's done wonderfully in this area is, is to just really realize how to, how to overcome them by learning to really trust God and what he's doing. And that when it's hard, she can turn things around after a slip, by, a slip up by seeking him for strength. And the perspective here that we're sharing with you today isn't that you know, when you slip that anything bad is happening, but that you have the tools in the seekers method to know how to undo that food impact so that you can return to the narrow path. And so today, what I'd like to do is introduce you to Liz. And then she and I 
are going to chat a little bit about how she turns things around, like what actually works for her, what makes her stronger. So if you don't mind, Liz, I'd like to turn things over to you, ask you, well, not turn things over. I don't want you to feel nervous, <laughs> but to ask you, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, how old you are, if you're comfortable sharing how much weight you've lost in the speakers method, and just kind of so we can get a picture of a little bit more about where you are on your journey. So hello, Elizabeth Williams. Hello. Well, as she said, I'm Liz Williams, and I'm actually Sherry's cousin, so we grew up kind of yes. together. Um, yeah. I have, mar have been married for 26, a little over 26 years now, and have six wow. children, three of which are adults. One is now married, and two are in college, have three more at home that I homeschool. Um, as Sherry stated, I started with the beta test with with her so I went through the beta test for the seeker method which was in 2018 and in that first round um or that first yeah I guess that first round of the seeker method that I yeah. did I ultimately lost 70 pounds and wow. here I am two weeks late two weeks two years later and <laughs> have pretty much kept it off I as Sherry said, I do have moments of falling off. So I've, I've gained and lost, you know, 10 pounds here and there over those two years. But unlike a lot of programs with the seeker method, I've kind of found that niche to be able to keep it within that 10, 15 mm -hmm. pounds and down and not, not continue to regain everything that I worked so hard with God to lose. So that's a little bit about yeah. me. You want anything else? I'm, I'm 50. No. Just this year so it's <laughs> so crazy to keep the weight yeah. off at 50 is is a bonus <laughs> I mean that's no small feat that's major yeah you know what I mean I mean to be because you know the struggle of hormones at this point in our lives right now I mean 50 is no joke from a hormone perspective that's true yeah and so this is what I this is why I, you know, asked if you would be on with us, because I love the fact that you've been doing this since 2018. And at the time that we're recording this, it's now officially 2021. And you've lost 70 pounds. And I mean, what a powerful testimony it is to know that you've only kind of ebbed and flowed around 10. That is around 10 pounds. That is amazing and powerful. And what I've loved about observing your journey, Liz, is that I feel like you really have taken hold of the tools from the seekers method. Like you've really kind of said, okay, I know what to do now. I'm able to kind of rein it in and get, get control over that. So if you're good, I'd like to just kind of talk about that because our goal in this particular episode is really to help those who are in the seekers method that are a little bit newer to understand what somebody does when they have a slip up, because these things are going to happen. I mean, sure. you know, sure. you're not going to be void. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is going to happen. Weddings are going to happen. I mean, you've, you've had all of them happen while you've been in the seekers method. Um, kids are going to leave and empty nest syndrome. All of these things are going to happen to all of us as we go through life. And so being equipped with all of this is really what I've seen you just excel at. So what I'd like to do is I have about, I don't know, maybe six or seven questions. So my first question for you is what is it that you do when you face a setback, you know, with your weight loss right now? What do you do with when a setback happens? How do you recover from that? Um, when you first asked me that, I was like, oh, this is hard because it kind of, it kind of <laughs> ebbs and flows. You know, it's not always the exact yeah. same thing. Not 
It's not like I have a formula that I'm like, oh, I messed up. So now I do X, Y, Z and I get yeah. ABC. Um, so that, uh, that was kind of initially my mindset of, oh, what do I do? And I think the biggest and, and most thing in the forefront is that I've invited God into it, that prior to mm-hmm. the seeker method, it was all about following a plan, doing the right thing. And I guess you could say it was kind of legalistic in a way and not that's not important in the seeker method. You do have, I mean, you can't eat whatever you want and lose weight. We all know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It's just not going to happen. But so that is the first thing is that I continue to keep God in the center of my weight loss journey, even when I mess up and eat the things that I know are going to take me down a rabbit hole of more and more foods that don't serve me well. So that's the first thing. Um, praying your aptat that you teach in the program yeah. is one of the tools that has really been pivotal in me because as you teach in the seeker method, when you're dieting, you tend to focus on willpower. You know, I can do this. Yep. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm I'm going to get up and exercise. I'm going to follow the plan. And I mean, you still need to have that self-control, but it's not based on your own power. It's seeking God for that power. And that Mm -hmm. aptat really helps me with that because it reminds me that I can't do this on my own and I'm not expected to do this on my own, that I just, you know, I can call on God for his strength. That's been pretty big. Um, a couple things that you, you teach is the whole sloppy success idea. That was huge to me because it gives a little bit of flex, if that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. A little leeway that, you know, you, I think perfectionism is a big reason why we fail <laughs> at weight loss. Mm, I agree. Well, I'm not yep. doing it perfectly. I'm not going to do it at all. And that was my mindset. Mm-hmm. I think so having that tool of sloppy success that I, I might be messing up a little, but I'm doing better than before. And, and it, and it gives you a little freedom while you're still staying on track better. I don't yep, know if that I agree makes. with you. It makes uh, so much sense. And reminding myself again, from that perfection thing that that's not what God calls me to, you know, God in, in Romans eight, one says there's, you know, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who follow Christ. So when I mess up, instead of falling into that old pattern of, well, I blew it kicking myself in the butt because I blew it, then eating because I feel guilty that I blew it. And then eating some more because, you know, that big cycle that I think most dieters get into, as soon as I kind of catch myself, I guess, in that slip up, God's quick to bring that, you know, there's no condemnation. Don't be beating yourself up, but learn and move forward, move on. Um, and some things that I do that are more, I guess, practical. I don't know if that's the word or physical, um, Mm -hmm. is not only the mindset, but switching my body back, you know, you teach that we need that adapted. And so if I'm gone off and, and my, my slip-ups I have learned aren't as bad as they used to be. Like there are some foods that I no longer allow myself to have. And that's just, it's yeah. a non-negotiable. And I don't know, I guess it's God's strength has helped me. And because I've been so obedient and following this 
for the two years. I know bread, pasta are just things that I can't have. Yep. Um, but yeah. there are other things that I probably shouldn't have that I sometimes allow slip ups, you know, like popcorn, like yeah. tortilla chips with cheese. And so there are things that that are not as bad for me, I guess I could say that they won't yeah. be spiraling down into the pit, but I know they're that slippery slope of getting me a little, they keep me out of fat adaptation, right? Cause you know, a lot of popcorn yeah. is a whole bunch of carbs and a lot of chips is a whole bunch of carbs. So when I've done that, or even a little bit of sweet treats, you know, when I've gotten off that, I need to steer myself back on track. And you teach at the beginning of the program an on-ramp of slowly kind of getting mm-hmm. yourself off sugars, off the high carbs, off the processed foods. And so I do a modification of that because I know my body won't respond well if I'm not fat adap- adapted. So I'll try to yeah. do, you know, fat coffees in the morning to keep me feeling sated, you know, so that I feel like, okay, yeah, I can get through to the next thing and, and not have the sweet because that's just a little, you know, and having nuts available. So it kind of goes back to, again, some of the tools you've taught of the prepping and planning. So prep my food, have good veggies available, have some nuts on hand, have foods that will uh, take away that sweet, you know, I, I, I want something yeah. sweet because I've fallen off track, but as you, as you teach that swap it till you drop it, um, I use yep. all these tools to kind of bring me back slowly. Um, and, it, and for me, it's not necessarily slowly all the time. Um, sometimes it might take me a while to get to that point. You know, I have like, you know, mm-hmm. three weeks of, Ooh, I'm kind of slipping and sliding here. One day's good. One day's not. And, and, and then it's finally like, okay, you know what you need to do. And so I start stepping myself back in. Um, other times I've found if it's not as long of a slip up, you know, I'm not veering off for as long of a time for me. And I don't think this works for everybody, but jumping into a little bit more of an extended fast, which is something you do as you get further into the seeker method, it's not a beginner skill, but for someone who's been doing it for two years, like me, two and a half years, whatever it's been just, if I've had like a day or two, like, you know, Christmas, I indulged in the fancy dessert that was served. If I'm really mindful, I can jump right back into like an extended fast that next day or the next, you know, a couple days after and hone in easier. And I know that's not something a lot of people can do, but for me, sometimes that's what I have to do. It's like, I need to break it fast, break out of the toxins that I put in with the sugar (laughs) and just kind of, you know, okay, no more. And if I'm not having any food, it's easier than if I'm trying to, you know, skirt the line. So really. to speak. And, you know, and that's, that's where, like, I, I really observed you getting to be really, really aware of your body. Like, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're going to dive into a, a deep fast after, you know, the Christmas treat, you know, how your body feels to know whether or not you can do that and what's safe in order to do that relative to knowing, okay, maybe I need to re on ramp myself to get fat adapted to it's one of those things where that's also a tool that I've observed you being aware of, because that's the other thing you and I deal with at this age is our hormones fluctuate so much that we might not have a handle on when our cycle is going to be present, but we still are aware 
because of what we've done over the last few years of what our body feels like to know whether or not it's safe to go this route or this route. Yeah. Yeah. So this is so good. I don't know. I don't, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your list there, but so far you've shared great tips all the way down to prepping and planning and swapping it till you drop it. Were there more things that you wanted to elaborate on in that particular area? Not that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's so, all right. Let me ask you this. <laughs> so this is great because you've given us some like real tools here, like both the mindset of, you know, inviting God into it, app tatting, sloppy success, reminding yourself that there's no condemnation, Romans 8, 1, like you're really bringing this, you're really making this about, you know, the spiritual side of it. But then there's also the reality here is there is a physical side, you know, that you need to be fat adapted, you need to swap it till you drop it slow on ramp prep and plan, all of those things that is pretty powerful. And how do you find that this is actually different from when you were just dieting? Um, Again, I think that the biggest thing that I alluded to when we first started talking about this is that it's, it's not just me. I'm not relying on me. I think Mm -hmm. when I dieted or even, you know, even diets where I followed, you know, like a doctor and the doctor was, you know, walking, holding my hand through the whole thing. It was still dependent on my strength, my motivation, my willpower. Um, So that's a big difference. And, and actually, as I was kind of mulling over your questions, because you gave some of them to me ahead, one of the yeah. things I, and I shared, I think this in our, in our group and with you at one point that at one point in my, before in all of my dieting times, cause I've done it all. I always felt like there was this switch and the switch was just this, um, totally lost the word. I was going to say this arbitrary thing that would just flip. I didn't really know when, why, how I was like, it was just, Oh, today I can do it. Okay. We're jumping on the bandwagon. (laughs) And you know, I would have it in my head. I'm going to start this. I'm going to lose weight. I'm so tired of where I'm at, you know, with my weight and, and I would be determined and I would literally last, you know, like one meal. And I would just, you know, in the next week I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And one meal. And and then it would be like, suddenly something would click and I'd be able to be successful for a time. And as I went yeah. through your program, and it was probably, I think just in the last year, year and a half that this concept came to me of that switch for me now isn't arbitrary. That switch is God, you know? So before yep. it was waiting for that feeling for that switch to arbitrarily flip. And I didn't even know how to flip it. You know, I was trying, I was, you know, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't stay. And now I realize it's, it, you know, for me, it's God, I needed to ask God into yeah. it. And so that really is the total difference in being a dieter versus being a seeker is now it's not even so much. And this, I struggle with off and on still after two years, it's not about the number on the scale. And when I get focused on the number on the scale, that's when I start to slip more. Whereas if my focus is on God and inviting God into my food, my food choices, my food timing, my, um, everything about it, it's different. And even God, what is the number you want? I know what number I want, but what number do you have in mind? 
Um, yeah, it totally changes it. I, it's not an arbitrary switch anymore. It's the spirit saying, all right, come on, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is the biggest difference of it's not relying on me. It's relying on God and it's not an arbitrary switch, right? I mean, we have that ability to lean into the spirit and do what we know we should do, what you shared. And this was a pivotal yeah. thing for me of, I'm not going to remember the verse right now, James, is it 417? 417. Yep, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, when you know to do good and you don't do it, that's sin. And, yeah. and when you, I mean, I've read the Bible a lot of times over my <laughs> 27 years, 28 years of being a Christian. And when you yeah. first posted that, I'm like, really? I need to make sure that's what that says. And it's just been something that God is, it's in me. It is in my heart. And there are times when I'm like, I know that I'm choosing sin right now because I'm going to eat the popcorn anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. But just having that, you know, knowing that verse and having it in my head and in my heart, I think is part of what keeps me from totally falling off the cliff rather than slipping down the slope a little bit. Um, Yeah. So I think that's the biggest difference is it really is. That's huge. It's hard. I mean, when, just, go ahead. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It, it's hard when you're trying to lose weight to not focus on a number. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and I don't think it's necessarily bad to have a number, but it really is. I mean, your program really teaches that it's not about so much that number, but your relationship with God, your reliance yeah. on your, you're switching to looking at scripture and how it fits in your life. And, and just that, that verse, you know, when I know to do good and I don't do it, that's sin. I mean, that, that falls into food, right? That falls yeah, into everything. It does. So that there is, is the, no area exempt. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, cause when you do stop looking at the number on the scale, you step into the fullness of your life. It's almost, it's almost the whole, you know, getting out of the boat and keeping your eyes locked on Jesus. When your eyes are locked on Jesus, you can do all things through Christ. You've got to keep your focus on him. But when you start doubting and looking down and, you know, let's face it, that's where the scale is, you know, you lose track. Your focus is on the number. And it's just, yeah. it's just powerful to see what can come of this. So when you think back on your journey as a seeker, um, and you look at, you think about your struggles, you know, like where you've done really well and you've ebbed and flow in your, your strength and all of that. When you look back and you see your struggles, how do you see these struggles now? Kind of meaning, and what I really mean here is, did they make you stronger kind of thing when you think about your struggles? Definitely. Um, as I, again, yeah. pondered your, pre- your question since you kind of preemptively gave them to me, one of the things I, I laughed about, and you and I have laughed about it, often is as I started yeah. the program with you, I almost threw in the towel from day one because you presented the, the knowledge that I'd have to give up my dessert coffee. And when I say dessert <laughs> coffee, I literally had, you know, a quarter cup of coffee with a quarter cup of sweetened flavored creamer, a whole bunch of Splenda yeah. and a big, huge dollop of whipped cream on top. And I would have that. Yeah throughout the day, several times a day. And so when you were like, no, you you can't do that. I mean, that seems funny. I mean, and most people probably are chuckling that that was one of my, I was like, I can't do it. And it, and it's been 
as I've gone through the process, A, I can now drink black coffee and enjoy it. So Yay. for all that are like, I can't give up my y- yummy coffee. Yes, you can. And you'll get to like it. Um, <laughs> and so that was kind of one of the funny, but God did that, right? I mean, if it weren't for God, and mm. if I had held on to my own, my own power, my own strength to do it all, I would not have accomplished what I accomplished. Cause you can't drink that kind of coffee and succeed in weight loss. <laughs> exactly. Well, not only that, but it'll impede your God voice. Exactly. It, all of it would have been yeah. like all that sugar in my brain would have just kept me one from hearing God, which is the biggest thing, but two would have kept yeah. me wanting more and more and more and more and more sugar. So exactly. that was like my first trivial in some ways, but big thing that if I could overcome that, cause we're talking, this is my entire adult life. And I, I was 48 when I started your program. I think I was, yeah. was I 48 or was I just 47 turning 48? Maybe that was it. I was 47 turning 48. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for however long I started drinking coffee, I don't even know, 15 until then that's yeah. how I drank coffee. Maybe not the whipped cream. The whipped cream was newer in the later years, but Still, so that's a pretty big deal to to give up. Major. I mean, that was a vice, right? And it was my pride that kept me in there. And I can also, I can also look back at the weight and me really needing to lose weight and finding you, finding your program. Mm -hmm. Um, it it saved me. I mean, I was in a place where I was very depressed and in a lot of grief from some other life things. My daughter, two of my daughters were diagnosed with type one diabetes. My mom had died all in 2015 in a two month span Mm -hmm. that kind of wreaked havoc on my faith and on my, my time with God. I kind of had shut, put up a wall Um, and I was slowly coming out of that in 2017 before coming to your, your program, but it was still kind of, I think you refer to it as phoning in your devotions, phoning in God time, which was better than not doing it at all. Right. But, and so I think I was opening a door, but then when I found you and I was at a point where I was so unhappy in my weight that that was kind of perpetuating a little bit of the depression that. I had dealt with for two years. Um, so yeah, going, having, having the struggles with my weight and learning that I can call on God, even in weight loss mm. was yeah. pretty huge. Cause well, shoot, if I can call on him in my weight loss, surely I can call on him in my grief, in my yeah. you know, lack of faith for a time, in my doubting and so yeah, I, it, the weight and the struggles with weight, the pride that I learned I had around my weight, um, those were all, they all made me stronger as I went through your program. Cause I think mm-hmm. I've shared with you and this podcast today is one thing you do fabulously from the Christian perspective, from a biblical perspective is you teach the how of taking scripture, taking the, the precepts of scripture and applying it into Mm -hmm. your life. Things that I've heard and known all my life, like take your thoughts. Well, I've heard that a lot. I've read it a lot in scripture. I've, 
I've had it told in all kinds of devotions and, but I never knew how, and you actually walk yeah. a lot of those things, a lot of the hows from scripture, you make that connect. And that yeah. I think was a huge strengthening point for me, um, that I was definitively made stronger because of the struggles I had yeah. with my weight and learning those. Yeah. Things. Me too, because, and that's how, and you know, all the glory to God there, Liz, because that's when I started reading the Bible and I started finishing so much scripture with even in weight loss, that was like God intervening and showing me how to extrapolate the how, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's amazing how, and I love this because I really can hear as you're speaking, because my next question was, do you see how this might've stepped you into spiritual wisdom that perhaps you could have gained no other way? And I feel like in monitoring you and watching you just take flight that, yeah, because this affected everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it really did. It really did. That's powerful. So my, I only have a couple more questions for you because you're just so gracious with your time for me um, today. So thank you for that. But my next, my next to last question for you is how do you respond now? You know, cause here you are, you've got the tools you've shared with us, how you apply them spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of the things, but how do you respond now emotionally? Um, how do you respond now emotionally that might be different from how you did when you just started the seekers method? Like when you have a slip up, what do you, how do you respond to that slip up now than when you maybe first started? Um, well, I think the, the biggest thing I, I mentioned previously was that verse of there's no condemnation that has been, that has been super strong because before, even like when I first started the seeker method and, 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 you know, previous diets that beating yourself up because you mess up can totally derail you. Um, but something else that is, I've been doing it off and on, I think since starting your program, but it's really honed in recently, actually just in the last couple of weeks, not that I just doing it in the last couple of weeks, but it it came to the forefront of my mind of how pivotal this is in my journey. Um, you kind of taught, and I don't know that it's so much in the, the seeker method materials or from my coaching with you, I can't remember where it's come Mm -hmm. about. You teach a little bit about spiritual warfare, about, yeah. How, how the enemy will attack, especially when you're kind of doing okay. You know, when you're doing okay, he'll come in and, and find that crack. Maybe it's pride that opens it up because you're like, Ooh, I'm doing so good. And he convinces you that it's okay to, mm-hmm. you know, well now reward yourself or whatever those, those little things are. God just put on my heart. I've been doing a, a couple devotions recently that, or actually, no, I was reading a, a, a book, pre-reading some, a series of books that I'm looking at for my girls to read. And it's from a Christian perspective. And this theme in the book was about resisting the devil and he will flee from you. And so as yeah. I, as I was reading that one morning before I got out of bed, because I shouldn't have, but I was. And then as I got up and started doing my Bible study, <laughs> God just had that rattling in my head for my journey. I was in a little bit of a slip up time where I was allowing myself to have that popcorn at night just because I wanted it. And, and I knew God was calling me back to being more obedient in my food. And that, that concept just kind of started rattling around that, you know, resist the devil and he will flee from you, seek God and he will, you know, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And, and so I think that's a huge thing that I've been doing 
because of your program and, and that I do so much more now than I did at the beginning because I have made space for God in my life so much more yeah. that I know these things, you know, and, 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 it, and it's yeah. not that I, I guess I, I, I might need reminded occasionally, but it's more in my being than I think it ever was before. I mean, I, like I said, I've read the Bible oh. a lot, read that verse probably yeah. so many times. And, but now it's like, no, use it. You can do this. You can say, no, yes. you, you are not going to trick me today, Satan. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. God's daughter. And, and just, you know, sometimes verbally out loud, you know, saying that, or yep. in my head going, when I'm looking at the bag of chocolate chips that are sitting there going, no, resist the devil and he will flee from you. No, no, Satan. Oh, Jesus has me. Um, so that's something I think, I guess that's emotionally. <laughs> well, um, it absolutely is. So yeah, that's, and, that's and then powerful I, list. yeah, yeah. And I think also something that I, I think I should have said in the previous one, um, how my struggles, how do I see them? One thing again, that you taught, and this kind of connects is I used to view food as like, I think we would talk and I'd say, Hey, you know, we're going out, Doug and I always go out to eat and food is a big part of that. When we Mm -hmm. first started dating, I was anorexic. And so he kind of saved me from anorexia by feeding me. Mm, And so our relationship is very much food-based. And so it was a big deal for me to let go of that. And it was you who kind of taught, and I guess this is kind of how it made me think of it from an emotional perspective, that the celebrations, the the going out together, the, the, the holidays, mm. all those things are about the people, not the food. Yeah. And that was, that was a big flip for me because foods, you know, Doug saved me. So going out to eat was yeah. an emotional connection. Um, yeah. and I think now that I've gone through your program, I see that differently because it's about the people. It's not about yeah. the food and, and, Along with that, with the emotional per- perspective is when I was hurt, whenever I was hurt, I would do one of two things. I'd result, re- react in anger or I'd eat, you know, I'd eat my feelings yeah. the way so that mm-hmm. I didn't be so angry, but then I would be angry because I ate all the wrong foods. <laughs> and so now, <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> so now I, I know from your program that those emotions aren't going to go away. They still happen. I still get my feelings hurt. I still feel angry when I'm hurt, but I now have Mm -hmm. tools from what you shared of journal, you know, write it out, write, talk to God with it, you know, look to the Bible and, and and find verses that relate to those feelings so that I can change my thinking. And therefore my feelings aren't in control, but my thoughts on God are in control. Um, So I think that, and again, the tools, Aptad, the tools of always seeking God first, all that emotion, I think has come from the seeker method and the things I've learned in your program. Oh, this is so powerful. And I love how you just kind of even just ended everything there with, you know, examples of how you draw near to God so that you're empowered to resist the devil. I mean, that's just, that's just so powerful is, I mean, I, I just, can I just say really quickly how proud I am of you for just taking hold of God's word 
and believing it and trusting it and giving him your trust perpetually and just allowing him to change you from the inside out. Because I really do see you as having transformed to the point of becoming unrecognizable. I mean, there's, I've, you know, shared on many of my testimonials, your pic, your pictures of where you were when you started the journey relative to where you are right now in the journey. And it just is amazing to have this discussion with you to kind of get a snapshot, a glimpse into your life and how you make these tools apply and how there's, there's spiritual disciplines and there are physical blessings. And those things happen as a result of you seeking God and not a number on the scale. And I just think that's powerful. I'm just so proud of you. So proud of you. Well, it looks like we lost Liz. <laughs> oh, I lost her. I hate when that happens. Anyhow, um, I just want to tell Liz, Liz, if you're listening to this on the, re on the replay, I am so proud of you.